Well, hello. Man, I really wanted to, like, calm down and center myself for this podcast here. And I listened to Enya. If you don't know who Enya is, or maybe you do know who that is, um, but you've never listened to her music, I cannot recommend it any more than what I'm saying. I first heard Enya when I was, I don't know how old I was, I was definitely young. It was my mom's um, CD collection. It was pretty random and, let's see, Everly Brothers and uh, Savage Garden. And there was like All Saints and Enya was there. And Enya's the one that like to this day is like a cross between nostalgic and just like incredibly emotional. Uh, I don't know how to describe it really. It pulls something like deep down within me that it's good. It's good, like deep, like determination, sadness, strength. I don't know. Enya is this shit. Which album was I just, I don't know. I don't remember which one. Just listen to her best of, I guess. Or listen to the one where she's wearing the red dress that I've actually was one of my earliest digital paintings that I drew when I started doing digital paint. Uh, so yeah, I have a couple things to talk about today. I am also trying out different songs in the intro and outro of my podcast. For the last two, it's been two different ones that I would love to hear your feedback on which one you liked. Uh, um, leave me a comment on my Patreon. That's a way to do it. Or you can email me, but the email you can also find on my Patreon or in the show notes. Show notes shows on Apple Podcasts. I'm not really entirely sure. It's I'm sure it shows on uh, Spotify, they just are kind of different where they show stuff, I guess. Um, yeah, let's see here. Dude, I, I still get nervous starting my podcast. And I, I always got nervous before I started my stream when I streamed on Twitch. And thank God I stopped doing that. Not because I got nervous, but because uh, I don't, I don't want to get into that. It's not what I want to talk about. But yeah, man, like really nervous. I used to get nervous like going through a drive through like before I was to talk to someone. Uh which is funny to think about. And I used to get nervous, like, calling people. Now I don't really have that as much. I've, I usually use those opportunities to make someone laugh. Um, like, just, I don't know, calling some random number and being inappropriate. Or not inappropriate, but, eh. I usually find ways to make people laugh by pushing the envelope or saying something that you wouldn't expect. And uh, it usually works. You know, it usually works. Uh, let's see. Before I start... I want to say that I love my mother very much. And I kind of pray to God that my family doesn't listen to this podcast. Not really. I'm like, <sighs> I mean, it is it is what it is. It is what it is. You know, you, you take it or you leave it or, you know, whatevs. So this one's, uh, I, I think I'm going to dive into my childhood some more. Did I even dive into that even remotely yet? I don't know why I said some more. Um, so yeah, I come from a big family, six kids. I'm the youngest, six, including me. Whenever you describe, like I have X amount of siblings, do you include yourself? So would you say six? I always say six. So it sounds like a larger number because it is technically my mom and dad had six kids. So it just makes sense to me to to say six, not like five. Anyways, math y'all. Um, yeah, I'm the youngest and I'm a twin and we are not identical um, in every way. Um, the way we look and our personalities are pretty fucking different. She definitely has a goofy side, but definitely very different. She took the sorority cheerleadery path of life and that's, 
I never wanted to do that. Like, I just saw how fucking artificial the popular girls were and, like, like almost to, like, a standard that was unobtainable. Like, too pretty, too rich. Like, I just didn't want to even be involved with that. I didn't. Ha- I wasn't concerned with that. Um, meanwhile, anyways, uh, yeah. So my mom and dad didn't know they were having twins until she had twins. Uh, and they got it on video. And my mom, I think she's, yeah, she said, uh, oh, I hope it's a boy because I have one brother. And I think she wanted my brother to have a playmate, which makes sense. But uh, ouch, mom. Did you think I wouldn't watch that? Uh, did I watch that? Like, why would you watch that? And why would you film that? I don't know. I, I'm not going to judge them. Like, it's just a thing. What ups? Different era, too. I don't know. It's not a bad thing. It's just maybe she, they obviously wanted to capture, like, a, you know, a, a once-in-a-lifetime moment. Um, well, not once-in-a-lifetime. She had six kids, so was it really once-in-a-lifetime? Once-in-a-lifetime because I was special and my twin, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah. Let's see. I wrote all these. I try, I try not to read off my notes because nobody wants to listen to that. So it's really hard for me to like stay. I have to make notes first off because I have massive ADHD and there's no way I would just be able to like um, ramble at random and remember what I wanted to talk about. But it's also hard for me to like not write out an entire sentence and not read that entire sentence, but make a bullet point and kind of go off that bullet point. Because um, I want to make sure, like, I cover everything that I wanted to talk about and not go later. Like, oh, crap, I should have said that. Which is going to inevitably happen anyways, so whatevs. I am, a lot of this is, uh, who cares, just read it and, or do whatever. <laughs> talk to myself. I think it's interesting that my oldest sister, I don't, I don't know the time, or time difference, the years difference. I don't know, I'm just too lazy to sit down and look at it. It's a significant amount to the point where I don't even know my older sister, uh, my two older sister, two older siblings. I don't. We don't have a personal relationship. Um, if I were to get in a car with them, I always use this scenario because it's, uh, I guess, the easiest way to explain it. If I were to get in a car with them, I I wouldn't know what to talk about. Um, I'd be like, so, how's uh, life? So I, I was thinking the other day, I was like, you know, my my oldest sister, I think, had a pretty great life. She got her, like, wedding paid for her and she got to go to UGA and all this shit. And she seems pretty well put together and you know mature and just like normal (laughs) but then I'm like well what if my oldest sibling and my older siblings or just various siblings got different parenting because my parents were living through a different phase of their life where they maybe were better parents so I thought that was so interesting that that concept of you know maybe my older sister got the most attention and like accurate attention that you would give to a child and then I'm the sixth in the line. And I, I just, from, you know, me living through my family and experience, I don't believe, I don't know what the number is. I have not done the math, but this is just what I think, you know. I don't think you can give your children the accurate amount of attention if you have like three or more children. Again, I don't know the, I don't know the number. Maybe it's only two or more. But, you know, I see my siblings and how I am. And I do not believe I got accurate an accurate amount of attention. Um, but I definitely believe that my mom like tried her best. Um, notice how I left out my dad there. Um, yeah. So that, I just thought that was an interesting concept about the time span thing. Uh, I definitely believe it was that though. Something, something like that. I, I don't know. My parents, um, always treated me like I was a teenager to the point where they like still do. And I'm in my thirties. And I got confirmation from them recently, and I this year had to 
put uh, boundaries down for like the first time in my life, you know, distance myself from my family, which is a mind fuck because, you know, this whole existence I've lived, I thought my family was, you know, I thought we were just rambunctious and like a normal, like big family and rowdy. But then, you know, I get older and my therapist, you know, I'm talking to her about stuff and um, she used the word dysfunctional and I was like, damn, dude. Yeah, I just, I've never heard anyone, you know, classify my family as dysfunctional. And I, I just never thought all this stuff was, like, real or, like, would be me. Um, yeah. What else? Blah, blah, blah. Too many notes, honestly. I apologize. Um, yeah, so they, you know, treat me like a teenager. So, like, once I became an adult, I feel like I was delayed in living my life and the experiences I lived through in so many ways like um I was like still in college I guess when people were like were graduating and they knew what they wanted to do and I you know fell into my eating disorder in my 20s which usually people will fall into that like in their teens um I always just felt like I yeah it just felt like I was a young person but then I look at now I realize that they always treat me like I'm a child so I feel like that obviously had an impact on my mentality on like myself, my, my confidence, my ability to like live on my own and do my, you know, do shit myself. Uh, yeah, man. Um, I think there's a dangerous line between babying your child and also letting them grow up and cutting the, you know, umbilical cord. Umbilical? 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 I feel like I keep saying that wrong. Um, yeah, I think you can love a child too much. That's for damn sure. Yeah, um, yeah, no one ever told me, like, art could be a legit job, so I never believed that I could be an outlet that I could do, because I only thought, I thought that I had to go, like, to an art school to do art and take it seriously, but I always saw, like, SCAD and uh, other art schools as, like, well, that, I, can't, I can't do that, that's too expensive, like, that's just not going to happen, um, yeah, so I just, like, struggled picking a subject that I wanted to do so I did general studies and then I went to community college and I think I already talked about the um, last episode possibly I did television production because I didn't have graphic design excuse me to get some coffee here they didn't have graphic design yet so I chose television production because that's the most you know artsy thing you could pick at the time and I actually wound up loving it and I uh you know I I touched briefly on the teachers that I had that were fantastic and then I started doing graphic design because I introduced that, but I didn't finish it. Uh, my mom was like, oh, no, you don't don't leave school because I left school and moved out to California uh, right before, I guess, I quote, finished graphic design. But, I mean, that school was so kind of outdated in certain things. That I don't – I mean, at the same time, I definitely feel like I did learn the basics of, like, Illustrator, Photoshop, uh, motion graphics. So it definitely was, like, intro stuff, not stuff that I could, like – again, I didn't apply myself, though, so I can't really accurately judge that experience um let's see as much as I talk about you know me not having a great childhood and I haven't talked about it that much but I definitely will obviously get into that and there's always, there's this weird line of like do I really need to say this much because it's very personal um and it's like one of those weird things where you know last year I had this extremely huge breach of uh privacy happen where I am struggling with like saying a lot of stuff and I used to be so much more out there on the internet um like my face and what I say and it's honestly terrifying when you realize how much you are on the internet like Twitter or Instagram um, and especially if your fucking profile is, is public like 
once something happens, well, you don't think anything would ever happen to you. And until something does happen to you, you know, I took that shit seriously. I took my stuff to private and, you know, I'm doing like the polar opposite of doing a podcast, but I don't give a fuck because this is my platform and you can't touch me here. I'm already canceled anyways, so suck it. Um, yeah, it's just, uh, it's just incredible how much we put out there that we don't even think about. Um, and there's a lot of fucking weirdos out there, you know, there's people that you give your time to, to just be nice. And then they take it as like a serious thing where they think you're like, they think you're like best friends. And I'm like, I don't even fucking know you. Like someone said that, that I barely knew. And, uh, they were a fellow star player and we were talking at random, not even like we, we would talk like, I don't know who cares about this band, but this person was not like a best friend in any like, I would never call it a best friend, like an acquaintance, I guess, you know, we, one of those people that I got along with uh, very well when we did short talks, but I, I, again, would never say best friend, but they would say things like, yeah, you know, you're my homie and like, we're, we're best friends. And I, 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 I'd be like, what? No, we're not. It's just crazy how people interpret friendships differently. And I'm like, bro, like we are not best friends. What the fuck? You just really need to be careful with like, this is why I'm not overly nice with people on the internet because I don't fucking know you and I, you need to protect yourself. Like people just really misunderstand, um, a lot of stuff. Uh, and it's a weird walk because you don't know how people are going to interpret things. So anyhow, uh, that was a random tangent sort of, I mean, that's just what I do. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't change my childhood at all at all. Um, you know, I definitely think that I didn't get enough attention and, um, mega daddy issues. My dad was not even remotely there for me. Like, um, like no hugs or like, how was your day? Just wasn't there to the point where I thought that was normal until I saw movies and I'd be like, what the fuck? Like, you know, a dad being cute or nice to a, um, a daughter or a son. And I'd be like, what? I would just look at that and be like, what is that? I don't, I don't know what that is. Um, honestly, I just thought it was like a movie thing. And then I get older and I'm like, what? That's what a dad is supposed to be? I don't know. I just ignored that shit because I didn't want to, I don't know. I, you know, you, you grow up and you live your life and everything is normal to you because that's your experience and you don't really see it otherwise or unless you see it like from a friend's household or something. And then you're, you know, I start questioning things maybe, or I don't know. I just feel like even if I saw that, and I think I did see that growing up and I didn't ever put it two and two together. Like, oh, why isn't my family like that? I was just like, oh, that's just that family. Um, yeah. So I, I had another thought the other day, like if I didn't go through all this shit in my life, you know, um, I haven't even talked about like the other shit in my family and stuff. Cause it's just, you know, it's a weird thing. Like I said, where it's like, is that too much information? Maybe I'll delete this whole episode. Who knows? If I didn't go through all my issues in my life and my strife, like, would I have sought out my self-discovery that I have like to this day? Like this year I've really my eyes have been open to who I am and why I am the way that I am um in a almost you know all of it is your fucking childhood like no matter what you can deny that all you want I mean it's like scientific mathematical factual fucking things um so yeah I wouldn't change it because I you know as much as I like I hate myself but then I I really love how unique and driven and creative I am so you know I make jokes about like, oh, I'm going to abuse my child and neglect them so they'll be art artistic and be open-minded when they're older. And it's a joke, motherfucker. Like people, it's a joke, all right? But you get what I'm saying. 
it just makes going through trauma and stuff makes you a more well-rounded person because you live and learn well when you go through these issues in life it either like you either learn from it and grow in a really great fantastic way that you really can't describe until you go through it or it like chews you up and it starts destroying you and i've seen people you know live life like that and i also want to add that some people like don't want to be saved so like don't fucking waste your energy on being really nice and trying to save them because you believe you can change them um i did that once and it was a huge mistake because this person wound up dragging me down with them and it was really fucked up this person was I, i believe truly this person was fucking evil um like really bad um there are people that bring out there are people in your life that will bring out parts of you and they could be your creative side. It can be your uh, negative side. It can be your positive. It could be your skeptical side, whatever. So you really need to choose wisely, like who you surround yourself with and really think about, I guess, you know, when you get home and think, hang out with them or whatnot, or be on the phone and be like, how did that make me feel? Like, how did this person, what did this person bring out from me? Was it something that's going to benefit me or not? And you know, it's just funny how people, I say people, I'm also talking about myself here. Hey. <laughs> I actually leaned away for that one. Where the fuck was I going with that? Um, Damn, that totally just distracted me. Uh, Wow, don't remember. I had a good point. Oh, well. Damn. No, let's see. People, people making me feel a certain way. Um, Oh, I think it's just funny how I never realized how much power I have to like, put down boundaries and barriers of like you know i if here's the thing if someone messages you on social media or a text uh here's the thing you do not have to respond you don't like you do not owe them anything um like no matter who it is especially if it's like a random person or whatever you need to choose like if you want to give your energy and precious time out of your life to talk to this person, because that's, that's ultimately what you're doing. And like, you don't have to respond to every fucking comment. I've seen people, you know, and I don't even blame people because it's just a easy thing to fall into. It's just, it, God, there's this artist I really admire. Well, multiple, not even just one that I just find they spend way too much fucking time on Twitter. And I'm just like, dude, you have a fucking child or children get get the fuck off the phone um i don't know and then i see photos of their child and the, their kid is on the phone all the time and you know it's i'm not saying that i know everything it's just i just you know, i just observe things in life and this is what i come to conclusion of my thoughts and it doesn't mean it's an end of the thought it's just what I, the thought i have now it's not a definitive you know thoughts my thoughts are always evolving um typically really Unless it's about, like, rape. Like, rape is bad. No means no. See? I'm trying to be funny. Um, yeah, it's just uh, people that will give so much energy and responding to fucking random people on the internet. And let me tell you, like, 100% or 99.9% of people on Twitter and the internet and spending all the time on social media are, like, mentally ill, dude. Like, for real. Like, you need to start to realize that. Um, yeah. Like, What? seriously you're gonna argue with someone who's not mentally well and i mean who's to say that anyone is mentally well really but it's just a pointless fucking endeavor man i mean yeah you just start to question things like is this worth it is this is this really what i want to spend my time fucking doing right now is it really 
I saw someone post a fucking screenshot from someone else's Facebook wall about like the politics and voting for whoever. And this person shared it on their own wall, like what someone else said that they didn't agree with. And I was, and then, you know, all the comments were like digging apart this person. And I was like, are you seriously spending time being like, look at this person. Oh, can you believe this? I'm like, look at, and what blew my mind is that I guess this person thought they were being a good person. Like, look how good I am. And I'm calling out someone that doesn't agree with my fucking mindset. I don't even know. I'm trying to like wrap my head around this. I thought it was bonkers. This person's like a, her persona is very like sweet and like bubbly and kawaii. And I'm just like, this is not, it's bad. Like, What's what's hilarious is that the comments were all so negative and like mean and just really vicious. And I'm like, is this what you want to fucking create and have be like your Facebook persona? Is that what you want? Because that's what you're breeding. And also that's what's on your wall and what's on your wall in a way represents you. Um, I mean, not entirely. That's not entirely true because my, my family believes that that's like the the holy testament of who you are is what you put on your Facebook to the point where they'll text me and be like, Lindsay, are you okay? You need to delete that post. And I swear to God, I've gotten those messages. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? You're going to police me about my personal social media? What the fuck? Like, that's how crazy my family is about like, oh no, I can't have the public see that my sibling or yeah, my sibling or my daughter or whatever is, is, has thoughts that aren't what I think. Oh God. Like, fuck right off dude like mm -mm. oh my god so yeah with that whole uh i think i just went through like m multiple things there um yikes just god people um lordy anywho let's see oh wait well no i didn't want to i want to go on that so the same person that posted that like screenshot of someone else's thoughts that weren't like lining up with their agenda or idea um, they do this because they know they have a certain audience, you know, a good amount of people that will comment and they know that the people that are commenting are going to be like, yeah, fuck that person, fuck them. And I'm like, you're a piece of shit. Like, you, kn I know these people are doing, it becomes an addiction where they start posting more and more of this shit content because they know they have an audience or quote fans. They don't even fucking know being like, yeah, we stand, fuck them, like pitchforks. And I'm like, that's what you want. It's insane. And I've definitely seen this among uh, multiple, I guess, you know, creative people and to the point where they manipulate, they delete comments that don't line up again with their thoughts. And it's just like people mold their social media to be what they want you to think of them. And it's fucking insane. Oh, God almighty. Um, so, uh, yeah, there's a link I discovered recently. I keep giving shout outs to Dean, but here we go. Thanks, Dean. He posted it on his Facebook. Uh, look it up. It's called Trauma and Creativity, The Link Between Suffering and Artistic Genius by Don Bevier. Um, here's some, I wrote down some quotes and whatnot. Uh, this quote was great. Trauma fractures comprehension as a pebble shatters a windshield. The wound at the site of impact spreads across the field of vision, obscuring reality and challenging belief. I thought that was quite funny and kind of in line with my distorted lens. Oh, let me explain this shit. Oh my God, did I ever... I didn't explain the title of my podcast. Let me get some water. Um, I was talking to my mom recently. Something... I forgot what we were talking about. I don't know. Talking about my sister being a bitch or something. And she was like, God, you hold so much resentment. Um, and said, you see... She told... My mom told me this. You see life through a distorted lens. 
And uh, it just, God, that, my mom does this thing that, uh, shit, it just makes me feel like I'm a child. It takes me back to that childhood, like, panic thing where I don't, I can't say anything. I'd Like, I freeze up. You know, if I'm, like, bitching about a sister, shouldn't a mom be like, I hear you. Maybe you should t- call your sister up or, you know, trying to find a solution. Instead, she gives me this, like, I'm fucked up and I see life through a distorted lens. And I'm like, are you, what the fuck? Thanks, mom. Um, yeah, so that's why I named it that because I love making memes and jokes out of the shit my parents have told me. Like my dad at once said, uh, welcome to the real world. Um, and now I use that phrase as a fucking joke because it was so ridiculous. So yeah, I wanted to talk about flow state um, and using flow state in art. And if you're an artist, you may know what flow state is. And you may actually have a different term for it. And if you're not an artist, you maybe, I don't know, you know, maybe, nah, fuck it. I, I don't know. I haven't done my research, but it seems to be a, an artistic mindset. Flow state is a complete immersion in an act, both physically and emotionally. Some of the characteristics of flow states are strong concentration, feelings of serenity, timelessness, which is huge. I definitely feel that. And feelings of personal control. Significant correlation between artistic minds who have lived through trauma. Uh, yeah, there's, yeah. Um, so let's see, let's rewind some of my art stuff. I started doing digital art and, um, you know, I started, I was like, I don't know. I always been trying to strive or I used to strive. I guess I still do in a way. I don't know. Um, to do like series or keep things as like a theme or, you know, basically for an artist, you could like present it as like a gallery, um, show where they kind of have the same aesthetic or feel or vibe, which I've always struggled with because ADD in my mind goes everywhere. So I was doing, um, first I started out with my musical talents that I admired a lot growing up. And then I started doing like pinup stuff. Um, I started, I started to, okay, here's the thing. I have, I, when I first drew, I've done this like once, literally. And I can honestly say that back in like college years ago, I traced, um, something I saw in a magazine and that was the first and last time I had ever traced something. Um, so I would copy the line work or the imagery of classic pinup paintings and then change it into like uh, Marvel characters or superheroes, you know, to make it cute and funny and um, just like quirky. But while I was doing those paintings, and I did quite a few of them, I'm not really sure the number, maybe 10. Um, when I'd get done with them and while doing them, I always felt this wasn't good or I felt really wrong doing it um, because it wasn't my original concept. And my husband and I have a lot of talks about this, like, um, you know, well, what is an original concept? If you take reference art and, you know, collage it together to do one painting, is that really your own mind and your own concept then? You know, there's a lot of like weird lines to dance around or concepts with art and everyone has their own opinion about it. And it's just a weird concept. I'm to wrap your head around or like to come up with a, um, concluded thought around, uh, around it. Coffee. So, you know, like I'm able to replicate things very well. I can look at something and paint it. And that's what I was saying about copying that one time I copied something or like, I'm sorry, traced it. Um, but I, I, I look at things and I can replicate it. By not not tracing. I want to be clear. I'm, I'm not tracing because that's you can't make your fucking business on tracing. What the fuck? Um, and you can definitely do that with digital art. And don't do that because that's a no no. Okay, you need to learn to draw yourself. Um, so yeah, I, I, I just never felt right about it. So I kind of like um, danced away from that. 
I think I started doing Game of Thrones uh, portraits, and I'm, I really love doing portraits a lot. Um, yeah, like, I just love the face, I guess. And I'm good at it. Uh, what did I do for that? Um, I don't know. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, digital art. Uh, yeah, so I feel like I don't feel bad or have regrets about that because I definitely was, like, learning a lot while doing that process, um, even though I don't really stand by that now, you, you know, because those lines weren't my lines, copying the pinups was someone else's, uh, you know, someone else drew that or painted that from an image they were referencing. And now, now I'm literally copying, like, you know, look, when I say copying, I mean, I look at it and then I paint it. I'm, you know, replicating someone else's painting. And that's like, not okay. Like you can replicate a photograph, but then that's a funny concept. Cause it's like, well, then if someone's photograph is artistic and aren't you copying a photograph? <laughs> I don't know. This could go forever, but um, yeah, so I've, I've definitely struggled to, like, find my signature in my art where I'm, like, I don't, I look at my art and I'm, like, does that look unique? Like, I see other artists and I'm, like, God, that's so unique and I love it and I'm, like, I look at mine and I'm, like, what the fuck is that? Um, so, I don't know. I think that's also a normal art thing, but also I think it's important to always question your shit and, you know, evolve and, um, find your, your, your work or, I'm sorry, find yourself or your signature um, yeah, so the, back onto the flow state thing. Recently, um, I've been trying to like, people always say like, oh, when you're sad or depressed, uh, channel your, um, you know, sadness or emotions through your paintings or your artwork. And I always hear that. I'm like, I don't like, I don't know. Cause I, you know, usually if I'm sad or depressed, I don't, I don't have energy to want to paint or whatever, but you know, all this, uh, Ubisoft bullshit shit, <laughs> um, and fuckery of last year and still dealing with it. Uh, I was like, you know, maybe I'll try doing that now and trying to get through it. And I've been doing that. And the work I've been putting out is stuff that I feel like, like super a new found proudness for because I'm finally like channeling some emotion and energy behind it. Um, and one of the ones I did um, you know, I use a reference photo and I'll um, change it and make it my own. But the background, I really typically, well, not typically, but recently, have been just flowing from my, you know, what I want out of the background. And uh, this is when I have fallen into a flow state where I literally, you know, lose time and I just like, like, it's just like something else is in control. Not, I don't want to say it like that. Something, something is flowing within me that has a drive that I'm just like, let's go. Like we're in tandem, like. Um, I don't want to say like that's in control over me. That's not what I wanted to say. But, um, so when I was doing a background, I would, I just, I'm, tr I'm also trying out new, uh, layer styles and whatnot and Clip Studio Paint and just trying to also learn the program along the way. And I just like mistakenly stumble upon effects. And I'm like, that looks fucking cool. Let's go with it. I don't even question it. I'm like, if I like it, I'm just going to roll with it. One of my ones that I did recently had like a spacey looking background, planet in the background. And that was like an as an accident. And I just flowed with it. And, you know, I just had these minds, this concept in my head. It was a nude uh, woman. Well, nude, she had like on pasties. And uh, like I, I got done painting that. And I was like, I don't want someone to look at this painting and be like, oh, nude, nude chick, big tits. Awesome. I like tits. I was like, I don't want that. I don't want this female to be looked at as a fucking object I love females and males bodies I think they're absolutely beautiful and her body was beautiful so I wanted to replicate it and paint it 
but I, I, re- I painted it in a way where she looked, uh, I don't know, I don't, it's a very personal thing, and I don't think that I want, would want to go into detail about, like, the actual reasons why I painted certain objects in a painting, because it definitely, it's kind of like a, it, a lot of, the paintings now that I do this year have been very therapeutic to the point where I'm like, well, would you run and tell someone about your therapy session? Probably not. So yeah, I, I finally just ran with the background and let the flow state flow. And it felt really good. Like I was really proud of the work that I did. And it was, it's just, I can't, I have a hard time explaining the process of the flow state. It just kind of like you're on cruise control and you're not obsessing over, oh no, will someone not like that? Or I don't, is this going to work? I just, there's no like worry. There's no worry about, there's no judgment when I'm doing that process, when the process is like, when the flow state is running. And it's just a great feeling. Um, And I feel like that's, huge steps and becoming not becoming or just like being an artist and I know people have different definitions of what an artist is or what art is to you but that's definitely I think to me the kind of art I value is artists that let that happen um or not let it happen but also uh I guess they're able to find that um yeah where you're not you know and here's the thing when you're doing um <clears throat> fan art I don't believe, because I'm speaking for myself, I wasn't able to, like, let a flow state go through because I was fucking copying things, like stupid just dance fan art stuff, and I've seen people create their fucking following off of, like, Rainbow Six art only, and it's tragic because I've seen some artists that are so talented, so talented, and all they fucking do is Rainbow Six, and to me, guess what? You are not evolving as an artist. You're, like, you're in a jail cell. Like, you're not able to do your own shit. It's, it's fucked up. Like, um, there was this whole article about, um, you know, is fan art's not art. And when I read it, it, like, fucked me up. And I had, like, a mental breakdown because I was doing fan art at the time. But it was one of the best fucking things I've ever read because it changed my mindset about creating art. And, I mean, some fan art is okay, for sure. But if it's, like, all you do, that's really fucking bad. Uh, and to the point where one of the My Little Pony voice artists... Um, you know, I can't remember what it was. She, I think it was voice art related. Yeah. Something like that. I wish I had the article. It's okay though. Um, she created her own comic, uh, strip or her own art and no one gave a fuck about it because all I cared about was the franchise, you know, My Little Pony shit, which is heartbreaking. Um, yeah. Um, I'm not sure what else to talk about with the... I know there's a million things I could have talked about with the artist thing, but, um, yeah, it's a difficult process, man, being an artist and discovering yourself along the way. Uh, let's get on to more, like, uh, quotes that kind of definitely relate to what I'm talking about, which is just me (laughs) all over the place. Uh, this is a quote from a book that I've been reading. It's called Radical Acceptance, Embracing Your Life with the Heart of Buddha. I like this quote. When we take life personally by eyeing and myeing, the universal sense that something is wrong easily solidifies into something is wrong with me. I thought that was huge. And also this quote, the greater the fear, the more intense our hostility. Let that sink in. I wrote some notes on ADHD and like what it is. Because I feel like, you know, if you don't have it, you may not entirely know what it is. I'll, I'll skim over some of it. Um, it's just symptoms of inattention, often fails to give close attention to details or make careless mistakes in schoolwork, work, or other activities, difficulty sustaining attention in task or play activities, does not seem to listen when spoken to directly, directly, um, does not f- 
follow through with instructions, uh, difficulty organizing tasks and activities, distracted, um, um, fidgeting, uh, what? Runs about or climbs excessively in situations in which it is inappropriate. Huh. Oh, restlessness. Often has difficulty playing or engaging in leisurely activities quietly. Uh, oh, is often on the go or often acts as if driven by a motor. Often talks excessively. <laughs> this is huge. Uh, impulsivity. Often blurts out answers before questions have been completed. Difficulty awaiting turn or interrupts or intrudes others. And I, I have that. The biggest issue is are those is the impulse and uh, um, impatient. Here's another uh, thought I had the other day. Man, I lit a candle for like three minutes and that shit, I blew it out. Because I'm like, well, I want to have like a nice calm uh, area around me while I'm podcasting. But I don't have any candles that are non-scented. I don't want to, I don't want the smell of like laundry or whatever this candle is to be wafting in my nose the entire time. I, I lit it for like three minutes and blew it out. And that shit is still incredibly strong. Don't you hate it when you get a candle and it smells amazing? And then you light it and you're like, where, where the fuck is the smell? Where's the smell? What? You feel fucking cheated, man. Um, God damn, this headset hurts my ear because I have a cartilage piercing. and the, the, But the piercing is a, uh, a, a hoop and it's really tiny. And I'm kind of baffled that that's like really hurting my fucking ear. I'm like, how though? It's, it's tiny. Oh, <laughs> this is just funny, dumb thoughts. Um, body ailments. Like, uh, I've been having like weird uh, lower body. Uh, let me tell you my entire life body pains where I'm like, it's not period cramps. I don't know what it is. And it's random, dude. Totally random. Used to be always be on the right side. I'm like, oh my God, it's cancer. Or um, what is that thing that ruptures? Oh God. Appendix. Yeah. But then I had it on my left side the other day. It's weird. It really hurt. It was like super pinchy. But I'm like, here's the thing. I was like, God damn it. I really wish I wrote down when these pains happen because they might... You know, I could look at them like in a journal or calendar and be like, oh, I was doing this on that day or I was stressed that day or whatever. It's just like, you know, you always go to the doctor for something. I'm like, how often have you had this? When was the last time? Like, I don't fucking know. So I wish they had like, so there's an app that I use called PinkPad for the ladies. Uh, I, I track my period and I'm like, man, they should have an app for like body ailments. Like today, you know, fill in a bubble. Today I had a wrist pain. Um, and you can like start to look at how frequently it's happening. Cause I don't know, like, uh, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Maybe you don't know what I'm saying. I thought that was a funny thought. <laughs> I'd be getting more pain in my right wrist. Cause that's my dominant hand. It's also a hand I broke in 2009 in a car accident. Oh man, I should tell that story. Cause it's fucking hilarious. Um, ow, God almighty. Um, <laughs> what was the app I was using? Um, okay. Cupid maybe. Yeah. The thing is when I first started using okay, Cupid. Okay, Cupid. Uh, obviously before I met my husband. Um, let's see. It was our first, is that right? It was, no. Was it the first date? I think it was our second date. Third date? Who cares? It was, oh my God, I used to know. Isn't that funny how memory just starts to slip away from you? If you don't know, you'll know sooner or later. We were going to the Renaissance Festival and it was raining that day. Uh, Georgia weather is very like rain goes on and off. It's not like typically all day type of thing. I think, if I'm remembering correctly. Because I'm like, why would we have gone if it was raining? I don't know. We were like, fuck it. So he was driving. And God, I don't know what the deal is with this guy. Maybe I was just so attractive. He couldn't he couldn't take his eyes off me. He would drive and I'd be talking. And 
he would stare at me and I'm like to the point where I'm like look, look at the fucking road are you kidding me um so we were getting off the exit for the renaissance festival and it was raining and you know the ground was wet and he was looking at me and I look forward and I'm like oh my god look out there was like a whole you know the line was backed up getting off the exit so we slammed into the you know slammed on his brakes when we slammed into the fucking car in front of us um and I was like choking on the air the airbag like mist stuff I think there's shit that comes out of the airbag I was like, like, oh my God. I think also I got the um, wind knocked out of me. Um, and uh, I was like, I, I have to get out of this car. I cannot breathe. So I opened the door um, and was like laying on the highway in the rain. I was wearing this cute little uh, pink dress. And, you know, it's happened so fast. All of a sudden there's people around me like, oh my God, are you okay? Um, you know, ambulance, blah, blah, blah. When it happened, I was like, holy shit, my fucking knee is shattered. I'm like, my knee is fucked up, my left knee. So I got out, like, in pain. And then I get to the hospital, and I realize they're like, you know, your, your knee, I think it just had, like, contusions or whatever the word is, uh, muscle pain. Uh, I had a brace, and my, but my hand, my metacarpal, the one that's attached to your pointer finger, was broken. It's so funny, because I did not feel anything, like, with my hand. Like, I used that hand to open the fucking door. Um, you know, it's just funny how muscle pain is so much more painful than breaking a bone. This is when my parents were living out in California. So we were like living in uh, this big house. Me, I think my twin, I don't remember who was living at home. Our home was became like a fucking halfway house at some point. Like my siblings would come in and out, uh, just randomness. So I didn't have anyone like to take care of me. It fucking sucked. Um, I lived in the second floor, uh, a bedroom. So I'd have to go up and downstairs to like eat food. So I'd bring food upstairs sometimes. Or not sometimes, that's just where I'd usually eat. It'd be a fucking, like, fiasco. It had to, like, scoot down the fucking stairs on my butt. Like, there was no one taking care of me. Um, it was the worst going to the bathroom because I had to, like, put my hand on the wall, my left hand, and then my leg, you know, my left leg is entirely straight, and I can't use my right hand. So I'm like, oh, I think it was a towel rack I'd hold on to, and I just lower myself down. It was a fucking nightmare to go to the bathroom. Um, uh, yeah, I just, I wound up doing a lot of stuff on my own growing up. So it's, it's, that's largely how I live my life and how I teach um, and how I treat others to, to this day to the point where it can come across as like cruel um, because I grew up in a big family and I just learned that you just got to do shit on your own. Like no one's going to do it for you. Um, and so that's why I, I, a lot of my shit is self-taught and I think that's also where I, I, I don't know, I, I want to say that I have a natural curiosity, but it's also... I had to do, like, I don't know, you know, is it natural curiosity or is it something that I just had to, like, um, learn or just it grew within me because, I don't know, dude, I can't figure myself out, but, um, yeah, let's see, back on track here, oh, oh yeah, this is an interesting thought, uh, it was so important, well, it was just kind of fucked up to the point where I definitely wrote it down, so I follow a lot of uh, latex companies because I love latex, it's fantastic. And there was uh, a company I followed that posted this art that was all like, the girl's arms were ridiculously pin thin. Like, I was like, what? Like, I don't know. It was disturbing. So I tapped on the photo and I was like, oh, they, they credited the um, the model. So I went to the model's Instagram page and I scrolled down a little bit to be like, who is this? And it was like very like vanilla-y headshot, basic bitch uh, modeling stuff. There's nothing wrong with that. I just, I don't think it's uh, particularly interesting whatsoever. But then I scroll down, I'm like, oh, weird. She has this, like, edgy alien 
thing. It's just bizarre, you know? It's one of those Instagram people that has their, like, aesthetic, and it's very one thing, and then there's this random, like, not their aesthetic that's, like, creepy, and uh, it's just, I think it's interesting. But on her, what's interesting is that on her photo, which was the same photo that this latex company posted, reposted on their social media, on below that photo, she said, uh, this was her fucking disclaimer. It said, my body, quote, let me start over, disclaimer, quote, my body, I'm sorry, the, the beginning of the quote, she said, disclaimer, my body has been altered in Photoshop to add to the scary feel of the character. This character is non-human. It should not be used to define human beauty standards. But I found that so fucking ironic and quite frankly, fucking bullshit that she's like trying to protect herself. Like, I'm aware this is fucked up, but look, I'm, it's okay because I'm writing this. But what's ultra fucked up is that that latex company reposts that image without that disclaimer. So I'm like, fuck you, dude. You need to be aware of the content you're putting out there. Like, you know, I, I'm sure that pot, meat, kettle, I'm sure I've done a lot of stuff that I need to be aware of whatever. I'm not, not like that, though, but I'm not perfect. What's what I'm trying to say? The important thing here is that this person needs to fucking realize that that's not okay because what's very fucked up about that is not only does the, you know, whoever's going to repost that shit, which, by the way, is going to fucking happen. If you're an artist and you're like, don't repost my art without, you you know, asking for permission. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? I'm not saying that reposting art without credit is okay, like, at all. But I'm like, you're dreaming. Like, if you're so serious about that, maybe don't post it or put watermarks all over it. I'm like, you're an idiot. Like, you really think that, you really think people are going to listen to that? That's like being like, don't press this button and then everyone presses the button. I'm like, really? Um, What is that phrase? Um, it's easier to ask for forgiveness than permission. I'm like, that's just so stupid. I'm like, you're shutting into a void. Let me get him back on track. Um, so yeah, that was so fucked up. And what's really fucked up about it is that, you know, she's, <laughs> I understand that she like wants to look like an alien, but it's just, I'm conflicted because I'm like, I think that's, I'm not buying it. Why does an alien have to be fucking pin thin? And what's fucked up is that content like that becomes pro-Anna content, even though that may not have been her intent. And, you know, am I to blame her for that? Mm, You know, (laughs) yeah, I don't know. Not okay. I don't know. You know, whatever. What am I supposed to say? I just have feelings, okay? And they're stemming from my past where I had anorexia and I lived a lot of my life online because there was communities online of people like me that were sad, depressed, lonely individuals like, basically self-harming, cutting themselves, doing uh, pills, uh, drugs, alcohol, and not eating, and giving each other tips on, on how to do that shit. Um, it was like, I became like a, my family. These people that I got to know through this, like, secret message board that's actually not even there anymore. Like, you know, there's this other website. I'm, I can't remember what the fuck it was, man. It was like a blog website thing. It was like, pro-Anna stuff is just avidly everywhere, man. And there's all these fucking tools now to manipulate your body, to be ridiculously thin. The proportions are insane. And the people that are taking that seriously are the young people. We're fucked. I don't know, man. <sighs> so I just, that really bothered me. I was like, that's... No, you can't say that and expect people to, like, carry that disclaimer. Fuck that. It made me so mad. I thought it was, bu- I thought it was bullshit, okay? Social media moves so fast that, like, no one is able to keep up with the like flooding of conversations and replies. It's just chaos, man. To the point where I feel like I'm like 80 years old um, trying to like understand shit. There's just so much like controversy and topics to understand. Or you don't have to understand everything, man. You don't have to digest everything, which is, there's just too much information out there. Like get off the fucking internet. 
Um, uh, let me get some water. It's hard because I grew up with the internet. I grew up with like AOL and, you know, I grew up being like the black sheep of the black sheep of the family and I was addicted to my fucking computer on my, it was our family computer because, um, I don't know if I wasn't getting enough attention with my family that I'm going to go find like random attention online. And that's what I did. So it's kind of a thing where it's so hard to like get off the, uh, internet or social media. It's kind of, you know, impossible because it's embedded in our lives now, which is, ugh. but I've definitely found that when I do my art and paintings, I don't even give a shit about social media. Like I'll randomly check it. The other day I had like a reminder or something or no, I, I checked my, like, um, I forgot what it's called. It like tracks how much time you're spending on your phone or whatever. And it said I'd only spend an hour on my phone. I was like, damn, I am proud of myself. That's amazing. Only because I kept myself busy though. Um, you don't have to post everything on social media. <clears throat> I am definitely guilty of that, of just, uh, sharing everything, but I also share stuff cause I want people to laugh. Um, and, uh, I think I'm a funny individual. <laughs> yeah. I also stopped focusing on the numbers like, Oh God, only four people like this art that I just posted or nobody commented. I don't, I, I, I don't focus on that shit be, be, if I keep myself busy and I jump into my next project, like immediately, I don't have time to like obsess over that shit. I just don't. And I found that fascinating. It's such a simple solution. Um, it's just like, I don't know. Um, don't give into the algorithm or like the fucking hashtag shit. I mean, you can do whatever the fuck you want, but, um, I don't think that's where the meaning of life is like, okay, you get more followers and people are commenting, like, all of a sudden, you're, are you better for that? Like, who's to say that's even better? Like, who's to say that being a celebrity or whatever is, like, amazing? Like, they can't even be a normal fucking person. Um, and everything they say is dissected. Is that what you want? I just think it's funny that things aren't always as they seem, even remotely. Um, and I, it just makes me sad to see really talented people become a slave to social media where they're, like, always talking about their costuming. And I understand if that's like your, your, what you want your content to be on your page. But I also find people that just post that shit without any like thought process and letting us know, like, why did you pick that? Or what made you do that? Like really without diving deep into why you do stuff and telling us how you felt that day. I don't give a shit. Like, I don't care. I don't care if you're a good cosplayer or makeup artist or, um, artist, like, if there's no like person behind the machine of like posting it, I'm not fucking interested because I don't feel like that's life changing. Like it can be inspiring. Sure. But I value people that take time to make posts that have like fucking meaning behind it. Um, I don't know. Um, yeah, that's hard to describe really. Um, you know, I don't think it's difficult to like explain why you, picked a certain fabric or how it made you feel or something that you struggled with, like pointing out stuff that you struggled with maybe because it makes it more human. So I'm just presenting this amazing, like, I don't give a fuck. I hate those um, accounts that are like all in product cosplays. I'm like, I want to see the process of you making it. Not because I want to steal how you did it or anything like that. I just love seeing people be creative and the process of making something is glorious and should be cherished. And if you're like, hating that process, you should probably put that shit down and pick another thing that you really love. Like my Riddler cosplay, as much as uh, it was so time consuming, the wig, I hand dyed it and sewed some of my own hair into it. And the styling was so long and just a huge process. 
and this the rhinestones and uh, crystals like lewd was like so therapeutic i fucking loved it like i loved making that costume i loved it i loved it i loved it i was so sad when it was done and you know i've seen people be like i you know they finish a costume and they're like i fucking hate it like i did not enjoy that and they still like wind up wearing it i'm like really do you not think that's not going to show to the public like how like your energy is going to carry through to that like i don't just don't don't complete something because social media because it's trendy or like oh people are going to like me because of this do it because you fucking like it like gosh mm, i don't know just like, be yourself man like try not to lean so heavily on like oh if i post this i'll get more likes or you know i just feel like people get mid they start posting and start doing certain content because they notice they get more comments on it and it's the trendy thing like what is that fall guy shit some people will do that art more or do, they'll do fall guys art um and you know they may be like testing the water it's like how many comments am i gonna get on this and they get a lot of comments and they're they're gonna start creating more of that fucking art i'm like but you're being manipulated by your fucking audience you should do your art for fucking you but and that's also uh, it's kind of both like you know, artists, I think it is important to like make shit that's going to sell or not necessarily maybe sell, but make shit. I want to make stuff that people are also going to enjoy, you know, and if I'm going to make money from it, that's fucking fantastic. Because guess what? Like saying that you like it is not putting food on my table and I like to be self-sufficient. And, you know, I, I've always struggled with, um, really, really being upset by people being like, your shit, people saying stuff like your, your paintings are phenomenal. Like, you are so talented, you know, giving really beautiful compliments, but then no one, like, no one, well, one person out of, like, a hundred will buy my art, and there's no way that doesn't, like, get to me, and I'm just learning to, like, kind of not let that get to me and just keep creating, because, I don't know, it's, it sucks, like, I, it just, it, I really want to, like, enforce that, or uh, reiterate, um, that buying art that you say is awesome, and, putting value on someone else's livelihood is so important. Like, um, and I know that not everyone can like afford it or has wall space, but like, there's like little stuff you can do. I don't know. It's such a, I've always uh, found it difficult doing that without, I don't know how to like sell myself. I don't know how to do it without being like, Oh, buy my shit. Uh, I don't, I just, I don't know how to do it without it's, I don't know how to do it without uh, sounding annoying or like pushy. Um, I'm like, I need money. Like, seriously, uh, how do you say that without sounding tacky or desperate or whatever? Well, I guess you just don't say it. I don't know. You know, I posted on social media and, uh, who knows? I just, um, I don't, I haven't had an outlet to also display it as well. I think it's also what isn't helping, but I don't know. Yeah, man. Um, let's see. Uh, I still have that chilling topic. I'll get to it at some point. Random topic and fillers. Camel toe. Why not? Why do people laugh at females' camel toes? There's an artist I love, Mark Beecham. I fucking adore him. And he's painted me twice. And it was such an honor. He sent me those prints. And he's a fantastic artist. I love him. He is a fucking machine. Um, his stuff is very NSFW at times. Very. He draws women's bodies. While they're sometimes exaggerated, they're so, art, they're so beautifully done. They're very... Like... They're not like J. Scott Campbell, which is ridiculous fucking proportions. And I can't believe I ever liked his work because it's just ridiculous to me when I look at it. But Mark Beecham really adds these details. And I'm like, yo, that's a female body. It's fucking beautiful. 
Um, he, he adds in camel toe and whatnot to his paintings. And to me, it's sexy the way he does it, like really sexy. But I'm like, why is camel toe like laughed at? Oops, with females. I'm like, why are like, why do men go like, ooh, nipples with nipples? But camel toe is like, ha ha. I don't get that. Can someone explain that to me? Um, yeah. Like, why is it when, you know, some women see a bulge are like, yeah, look at that dick. But then when the men see a camel toe, they're like, oh, let me see your camel toe. Like, what? Why? Why isn't it like, yo, that's hot? Or I don't know. I guess I just find that fascinating. Um, I couldn't think of another, like, shower thought. I don't always have them. And, you know, I'm trying to think of a, uh, a segment thing where you guys can write in stuff. Um, and, you know, you can still write in your shower thoughts to uh, patreon.com forward slash distorted lens. And then my email is distortedlens at gmail.com. It's going to be in the show notes. Um, so that's when you're opening iTunes. You, I guess you look at more info and it has like a little caption of the, you know, talking about what the episode's about and whatnot. Uh, don't forget to rate and review my podcast on Apple Podcasts. I'm like, I love how I'm just shutting it down right now without saying, okay, we're ending. I also forgot to press the damn timer on this stupid garage band. So it says 1804. I'm like, okay, 1804 bar. I don't know where I'm at. Has it been an hour? God, maybe it's been under an hour. Uh, yeah, don't forget to rate and review my podcast on Apple Podcasts. This matters with visibility in Apple Podcasts and makes a difference. So you, too, can make a difference. Um, yeah, so thank you guys so much for listening. Um, I am going to... I'm doing a lot of... Well, not a lot of, but I'm doing, you know, a few podcasts that are just me talking. Uh, kind of giving you a basis or, like, a feel for who I am before I have guests on. So I'm not really... There's no, like, number on it. Uh, like maybe the first five will just be me. Uh, it doesn't have to be a number. So, but I, I, uh, rest assured there will definitely be guests and I'm, I want to get that done sooner than later because I hate waiting on things when I'm excited about it. Um, so yeah, thank you guys for listening. Tell a friend, love y'all. Bye-bye. We're depriving our son of attention for those first few months, and then we will be unfairly rewarding him. And I'm mothering him too much, and this will confuse his sexuality. You're going to be a famous Southern playwright, aren't you, boy? Aren't you? Cole? Aren't you? <laughs>